Welcome to Inside Scoop, a podcast that brings you practical servings of Swami's sweetest teachings. Today's speaker is the former Deputy National Teen Youth Coordinator and sails through life by holding on to Swami's feet. Hi, Satishaka. Sai Ram. Hi, Neera. Aka, you know the drill. We're going to start with a game and I'm going to play three bhajans and your task is to guess whose voice it is. Does that sound good? Okay, so fingers and toes crossed, Swami. <laughs> Help me on this. Yeah, You'll let's do great. this. <laughs> Jai Ganesha Pahimam, Shri Ganesha Rakshama Jai Ganesha Pahimam, Shri Ganesha Rakshama Jai Ganesha Pahimam, Shri Ganesha Rakshama Any guesses, Akka? Okay, <laughs> who cannot know this voice, right? I think this is uh, Brother Ravi Kumar, Ravi Anne's voice. Amazing, absolutely, it is totally him. Okay, second button. Okay. Any guesses? Oh, Nira, this is my favorite song oh and rendered by my too. favorite. <laughs> This is uh, none other than Ame Deshpande Anne. Ame Pradame. Hundred percent. You're too good at this, la. I okay. know, la. <laughs> I give you a harder one. This is the okay, last okay, and final button. Okay, let's try this. Okay, I know this voice as well. Amazing! <laughs> I, I think, I think. Okay, let's try this. Uh, this is uh, Brother Anirudh, right? Yes, fantastic. <laughs> oh my God, three out of three. You're too good at this. You obviously have wonderful <laughs> listening skills. So maybe you can help me identify the mother mm-hmm. of all voices, the most okay. powerful, all-knowing voice that Swami calls the voice of God mm-hmm. um, that we each one of us has access to and that is okay. the mm-hmm. inner voice yes so my first question is who mm-hmm. is this inner voice you know when I think of inner voice I'm expecting this deep godly voice to say my child <laughs> this is what you gotta do you know that kind of thing like and like Morgan Freeman exactly yeah <laughs> And so okay. what does it sound like and what form does it take? Is it actually a, a voice or is it just another thought? And where is it coming from? Like which part of our body? Okay, that that's like a lot of questions for <laughs> one at one point of time. <laughs> so uh, before I start answering the question, I sure. should just put a disclaimer here. Yes. Saying that, okay, um, I'm speaking here today not because I known everything okay yes. uh, i'm just a fellow um you know uh, uh probably a traveler 
I'm yeah. just on my pilgrim, you know. I'm just taking this travel towards Swami, uh, with that intention that I want to be closer and dear to Swami and follow all His teaching. So, Fantastic. whatever that I'm going to share today is my personal experiences and my personal understanding. So, okay, coming to the question. Okay, if you ask me. Mm, what is this inner voice mm. okay um some people say it is your subconscious or unconscious mind telling mm. you what is the right thing to do mm. okay or some even say that it is your the sound of buddhi and chitta it's coming from there mm. there it is going against your manas okay to tell your dharma if you ask how does it sound mm. for me it's uh, uh you know it it comes with a very strong uh, statement you know mm. it's unwavering and it's mm. always says the truth right. which is never changing okay it's mm. always the same throughout you know any time any period of time any mm. environment it doesn't change it just says the same thing again and again right okay? uh for me i uh, you know usually because i am going through this i hear it as though I'm talking within, but right. with a deeper, you know, it makes more sense when that inner voice speaks because it's coming from the buddhi and chitta compared right. to the manas. Yeah. From what you're saying, um, mm-hmm. the inner voice can comes from the buddhi or the chitta as opposed to the manas or the ahankara, and all mm-hmm. these are different parts of the mind. Can you t- explain to us how these different parts of the mind work? Okay, absolutely. Um, okay, let's look at the fourth, uh, the faculty of mind. Okay, right. because usually when we say mind uh, in English, probably it doesn't communicate well. But mm. uh, when you look into Swami's teaching or even in Sanskrit, you can see uh, the mind has mm. that four important parts, like how we say. Okay, right. now uh, let's uh, imagine. Mm. Okay, let's imagine uh, we have a DJ mixer. Okay, wow. in front of okay. us, we have right. a DJ mixer. Okay, so if you have seen this, so sometimes when you push one button up, another also just follows and moves mm. up. Okay, right. so this how usually a DJ mixer works, right? Okay, now let's imagine we have these four buttons in our DJ mixer. Okay, okay, so two of the button that works closely is manas and ahankara, right? And another two that works closely is chitta and buddhi. Okay, right. now what Manas means okay. Of course, you want some explanation mm. here, right? Okay, manas. Okay, it has all our senses. Okay, mm. our nyanendra and karmendra. So that means through manas, you actually get to see things, hear things, smell, uh, touch and feel, and taste things. Okay, basically right. this is how your body works, right? Mm. Okay, so that is your manas. Okay. And then you have ahankara, which is uh, let's not go yet at that ego egotistic mind. We mm. are just you know sticking to its natural um, you know form, which is it's actually that identity that is giving. Okay, right. so this is how. Okay, okay. Let's see now when these two buttons, what happens? You know mm. when this moves. Okay, so then the manas take over. Okay, mm. our thoughts. What okay. happens is we tend to give in. To raga and dvesha. Now, what okay. is raga and dvesha? Is our likes and dislikes. Like, right. for example, um, oh, I love this food, so I want mm. to eat more. Okay, right. or I hate that song. I'm not going to sing that anymore. Okay, right. or I want to. I love this movie. I want to watch this until 3 a.m. So mm. it's okay if next day morning I don't wake up for my meditation. <laughs> you know, those kind of things start to happen when we give, uh, you know, our our thoughts to the manas. Okay, now what is wrong in this? Okay, what can go wrong? Mm. 
Number one, okay, when we give uh, our everything to this manas, to mm. our sen- central pleasure, okay, it uh, we won't know, okay, what is exactly good for us, okay. Right. It's basically about my da- likes and dislikes, okay. Mm. But we don't know how long. This can be there, okay? Mm. It's like taking medicine. Although mm. my tongue hates that bitter taste, yeah. I need to take it for so that I can get better, okay? Right. So that is the risk we take when mm. we let uh, raga and dvesha of their senses to decide, okay? Right. Whether I like, if I like it, I want to do. If I don't like it, I don't want to do kind of thing. So we I cannot see. do that because it won't give us a long-term happiness in that sense or right. peace in that sense. Right. Okay? And secondly, this is where the danger comes in. Mm. When we let this uh, our senses, uh, you know, to take over our mind, okay, our you know, of the faculty of mind, what happens is uh, the ahankara. Okay, the Swami says this is the biggest sin that mm. one can do, which is um, having that thought of doership and enjoyership. So right. this is where the button comes in. You know, when mm. you push the manas hub, where mm. you know you. Give the control to manners. Mm. The ahankara that's supposed to be identity become egotistic mind. Where right. it, it says it start to say that oh I am entitled for this. You know mm. I have done this. You know those right. types. So this is how the DJ mixer. You know when one <laughs> button goes up, another just follows and go. Okay? Right. So this is where um, you know things can go wrong. And unfortunately, this is where most of us are struggling in that sense. Mm. So what we can do the opposite is to look at the other two buttons, okay, mm-hmm. which is chitta and buddhi. Okay, right. what is chitta? Chitta is our awareness, our inner mm. awareness. Okay, that means we have all the storage, all the details thought in chitta, where mm. it, it has all the details about our our karmas and dharmas. So it knows why we have you know took this birth. Wow. Why in this family? Uh, why in this particular environment? Mm. Why in this certain you know career path? It has all that that you know we need because mm. at the end of the day, why we have chitta and buddhi is to bring us to our ultimate path, which is uh, moksha. Okay, right. we all can go through this. Uh, you know, artha, dharma, karma, and finally moksha. Okay, mm. because yes, sailing on desires, we go through certain things. That's completely fine. But ultimately, Swami says we all must yearn for that uh, liberation, that moksha. Right. Okay, mm. that coming to that non-binding um, activities. Okay, right. so that is the work of chitta and buddhi. So mm. when you increase this buddhi and chitta, they work. You know, uh, together. Okay, mm. so to bring us toward the right path. Which is ultimately uh, to liberation, our right. moksha. Okay? okay, so these two buttons they can guide us what is the right thing to do. Mm. So not just based on our likes and dislikes, mm. but what is the right thing to do? What is my dharma? What am I supposed to do? So right. these two guys will be able to tell us. So this yeah. is how our DJ mixer works. <laughs> <up> Fantastic. <there. laughs> Akkad, this yeah. has been life changing for me because often we hear this debate of, oh, following your head versus following your heart. Which one should you follow? Mm. And so I've always thought that the mind is just a bundle of thoughts, and the inner mm-hmm. voice comes from your heart. 
But actually, mm-hmm. what we call the inner voice or the intuition or this gut feeling, it all stems mm-hmm. from from the mind as well, right? It's just different parts of the mind that we are activating and using, and that's mm-hmm. no wonder um, Darshana Akka in her last episode said that the mind is such a powerful tool for our growth. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So maybe definitely. We, maybe we should start calling it wisdom or higher consciousness rather than inner voice because it can be quite confusing if we call it inner voice right yeah. <laughs> yes yes people might think that we are schizophrenic or something we start yeah, hearing voices exactly <laughs> no we are not <laughs> but akka how do we differentiate between the manas and the ahankara part of our mind versus the buddhi and chitta part of our mind how do we know who is driving this thought that we are having Okay, so manas and buddhi. Let's look at these two mm. aspects. Okay, so before going to manas, uh, we know that we established that manas is always driven by our senses. Unfortunately, right. that's that's what we are all going through, right? Yeah. Okay, so let's hold on to that thought mm. and let's look at how powerful buddhi is. Okay. Right. So when we know the how much buddhi can impact our life, mm. you know, to the right path. Mm. Then we will know, you know, it's much more easier to differentiate manas. So okay. I will cover the manas part later. So let me talk about buddhi. Okay. Mm. So buddhi, Swami says, uh, you know, it is placed very close to atma. Okay. Right. Now, what is atma? Atma is divine himself. Mm. He is Swami. You know, Swami. If you take atma, there's nothing so divine about <laughs> this human. Right. You know, just my thought. So let me share my experience here. on what will happen if you tap into buddhi mm. with swami's grace okay mm. let me do this not so long ago just for <laughs> raya haji uh, holiday what happened is i happened to uh, you know come across this one ad saying this uh, this particular method of meditation will give you access to your subconscious and unconscious mind when you are awake okay, okay. so with which i was really triggered because i'm always interested in this kind of things just mm. to know uh, whether uh, you know how we can meditate and happened to be there was a free master class so i went in okay he, he even said if you follow my class come and pay this this much okay it's quite a lot trust me mm. you know and then he said and fuel your desires so that mm. you will get what you need okay through this to an extent that you can even self heal yourself if you continuously do for 3 days 3 uh, times a day uh, for 4 weeks is that right so this is where it got really uh, messed up for me because for me the moment you say you fuel a desire fuel your desire something was really off mm. so after that i couldn't uh, listen much and he was also condemning the past so called passive meditation because uh, swami said dhyana you know this is the way you must dhyana it slowly it takes you from uh, you know manomaya to vijnanamaya and anandamaya this there's a process to follow okay mm. and definitely there's no desire in this process mm. so i was so confused and the confusion to an extent my manas started taking over me okay so one part of my mind said oh probably this is what swami wants you to listen probably this is what swami wants you know join the class join the class i was like and another part of my manas no 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 don't listen to that part but you can still follow you know it's like so i was like a tennis ball between two tennis players <laughs> so i was so agitated so what i my chitta told me definitely i heard this strong uh, uh, you know inner voice telling me just go to sleep let's see tomorrow morning okay <laughs> just that what i needed at that point right. let's sleep 
next day morning i did i always start my day with my meditation mm-hmm. so i said before sitting into meditation again my manas came down mm-hmm. ask swami uh, you know why are you keeping quiet talk to swami challenge swami you know again the manas come again uh, i had to tell myself this is not about challenging swami's power anything mm-hmm. what i wanted is just to clear my thoughts because mm-hmm. there is already a doubt created my good manas so called <laughs> manas so i want to clear it up so i started coming myself i cleared my intentions with my chitta shuddhi i told mm-hmm. i just wanted to know swami uh if i'm doing the right thing with this meditation am i doing my sadhanas properly mm-hmm. and if there's something wrong just teach me i don't want to hear from another person all right you know i just directly told okay that's my chitta shuddhi okay mm-hmm. so i just sat in meditation and what happened was something that totally different from my usual meditation uh feelings and wh- mm-hmm. whatever that i see it's totally different it wasn't my usual routine something totally different okay so the first scene okay what happened is um um oh i i have to tell why i came here right <laughs> so <laughs> i totally forgot what what i asked before that so because i was you know like a tennis ball between two tennis players right. i was agitated and mm. suddenly something told me let's challenge swami for self healing okay mm. okay so I, that's when my chitta said no challenging mm. just asking only okay mm. so what i did out of nowhere i i suddenly i thought okay swami I have this knee pain which uh, for past 2 years I think I injured myself during exercise or something like that mm-hmm. the next time that I couldn't pray I couldn't sit I couldn't mm-hmm. drive I couldn't uh, go up the stairs down the stairs drive mm-hmm. no it was going haywire so out of nowhere I don't know this is where probably the buddhi I don't know said let's ask swami for this knee healing so I told swami this is the thing swami if you you know with your grace if you can your this knee in this one meditation i will take this as your teaching that don't listen to all this outside noise just listen to your buddhi which is i am speaking from right. you okay yeah. so i i decided to do that so i said so this first visualization out of nowhere i didn't prompt mm-hmm. it just started happening okay mm-hmm. where in the first scene i saw swami was holding my knees and i was crying and shouting pain pain swami let go mm-hmm. let go and then suddenly the next scene came about where swami was still holding my knees and there was light coming from his hand towards my knee and i was slowly getting better and the third scene changed where my knee was completely cured in that particular scene third scene wow. okay i thought okay what is this this is something new and everything so and then i came out of that the after the third scene i came out of my meditation i just prayed as usual and then i just went back to you know the usual mm-hmm. routine then evening i went to exercise okay i couldn't ever since this knee pain i couldn't exercise as usual but uh, you know i was just trying to push myself la <laughs> you know <laughs> but then that day when i started exercising that's when i realized i could do more than what i did for the past two years wow there was no pain. yeah absolutely no knee pain i could do more running you know i can jog more longer uh it was that's when i thought eh apa sudah jadi what happened to my knee i didn't know this was the power of buddhi mm. tapping into this that means you can access to what you need if it's meant to be so that's how powerful buddhi is now you may ask okay akka i know buddhi this is how powerful <laughs> you can't miss that elephant in the room you're saying it is so strong and everything mm. but still how am i missing that elephant in the room yeah. okay so <laughs> okay 
I, I in, in my again, this is my experience. Uh, when I was uh, I started this journey, I also had the same trouble where I was constantly stuck, stuck and sucked between my manas. Okay, mm. because again, manas is always work closely to the senses. And we don't just let our senses do work, but we make them to decide our life. Okay. Yeah. So what happens is manas will always push you towards impulse and desire. You mm. know, in the heat of moment, you will make a decision. Right. If you are feeling that you are doing, that is your manas, right. not your good. Okay, mm. that's one thing. Secondly, let's say in a heat of a moment. Okay, let's say I I took a job of. Teaching, okay, teaching. In a heat of a moment, I said, "Ah, the current proper job I don't like. I just want to skip and be a teacher. I'm going, okay, because I don't like this job." So I already said, "I'm I, I'm making this decision because I don't like." That means my sense is coming in, right? Mm. So I went to teaching job. When I take up the teaching job again, oh, my boss is not correct. My boss is always giving me problem. I I don't like to teach this subject. Why this school is giving me this uh, subject? You know, mm. constant questioning. Right. Constant bickering happening in your uh, mind. Okay, mm. if you take decision based on manas, mm. you will be constantly in self doubt. Right. Whether right. you have made the right decision or not. Okay. Right. So you won't be having a peace for a long term. Mm. If you give way to your manas, the ocean will be constantly choppy. There won't mm. be peace. There won't be clarity in your decision making. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if you give the decision to buddhi, when you listen to that inner voice where Swami is speaking through you, mm-hmm. through your buddhi, even if you take that decision uh, to, you know, for the career change to become a teacher, even if you have the worst boss, even if you have given a subject that you don't want to teach, you will understand that today I am here for a bigger purpose. Then you will reach there peacefully and also sometimes quickly with Swami's grace. Completely agree with you, Akka. It's hard to express the difference between um, the manas and the buddhi because it's just a knowing, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes language can't adequately describe it. But as you said, I've noticed when I don't listen to that higher consciousness, I'm left feeling very uneasy or unsettled. Mm-hmm. But when I do follow that voice, it makes me. It makes me feel at peace, despite it being a difficult decision. Absolutely. But you know, Akka, many people recommend to increase our ability to hear the buddhi and quieten the manas. We should meditate. But I personally find meditation really difficult. Do you have any tips for consistently hearing the buddhi and how we can make this voice louder? Okay. So I have some tips, okay? Sure. Uh, because when I started, I had some difficulties as well. Mm. Uh, I found a hack which helped for me, okay? Right. Where I I learned how to trick my manas, okay? <laughs> so as I said, what is our manas? It's all our karmendriyas and yanendriyas. Mm. Now at this point of time, listen to your body, okay? Mm. See what is happening in your body. Okay, mm. and especially to these five senses. Right. So some people have heightened sense. Okay, certain senses work much better for them. Okay, mm. more efficiently or right. more, <laughs> more, more compared to the other three or four in that sense. Okay, so in, in, for me, uh, uh, my listening. Okay, my my ears and my smell. Okay, these mm. two senses were working beyond what they need to, over time. Okay? <laughs> over time. Over right. time. So. Whatever that I li- I listen, it just 
gets registered into my mind. Whatever yeah. that I smell just registered into my mind. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it is good, but sometimes it makes me very agitated in that mm-hmm. sense. Like for example, if I keep listening to songs or radios of people talking, mm-hmm. that means I cannot find that peace, that calm state I need mm-hmm. to bring my awareness, you know, to right. where I need. Right. So this is where what I uh, I did uh, when I want to do reflection journals or mm-hmm. you know or anything. Even sometimes during work, where if I need more concentration, more awareness, mm-hmm. what I do is I play this kind of music, slow music, calm music, even sometimes Zen music. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, just calm myself down so I can bring more awareness to what I am doing or what mm-hmm. I am reading. Right. Okay, so it's like a hack. Instead of listening to songs or movies, I've shifted myself to this. So right. my hearing sense still works, but now I am making it to work for my benefit. Right. So the control is no more to manas, mm. but I'm trying to bring the control to my chitta in that sense. Right. And same goes to smell. I think probably this is why you know when uh, when we do certain rituals, we they have agarbati, you know, mm-hmm. the incense stick. Because for some people, it's a sensory load. Okay, we are loading right. that particular smell. Uh, so we always go back to that awareness. Your mind always say, okay, this is my uh, calm time or my prayer time or my reflection time. So what I did is I started using this certain candles, certain perfumes, certain agarbati, whichever that works for me. So when I It, I also make sure that this is burning at at one side, so that I bring, I shut down all my senses for unwanted uh, thoughts to what I need to. And along with this, definitely to if you want to hear it more louder and louder, mm-hmm. this is where all the sadhana comes mm-hmm. in. It is why Swami have given us the buffet of sadhana, right? right. You can take the path of karma yoga, bhakti yoga, jnana yoga, anything. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know. Try to if you mix and match like this, you know, mm-hmm. by hacking your mandras and also doing your sadhana. Uh, tell me if you know if it works for you or not. Definitely brilliant hack, Kaka. And now we come to my final question. For some of us, the voice of the Buddha is already very strong. We know what the right thing to do is, but most of the time, this Buddha will give us difficult ideas. For example, quit that corporate job or. Don't eat that cake at 9 p.m. at night. But then there's this other voice that says, "How can you quit that job? You need the money, or you can start your diet tomorrow. What's the big deal?" So how do we not allow the manas to override this buddhi? What can we do to develop that discipline to follow the buddhi's instructions? Okay, I totally understand. Yes, yeah. as I said, we are all in the same journey. I'm also yeah. trying to navigate. Uh, usually, why we don't want to hear this particular higher conscious mm-hmm. or this buddhi? Okay, right. uh, most of the time it is the fear. Okay, mm-hmm. fear always will blind our faith. Okay, mm-hmm. fear shakes our faith. So, mm-hmm. and you know, we are fear. We always have this fear of being judged, of fear of failure. You know, it it all comes back down to the raga and dvesha, which is what is my likes and what is my dislikes. Okay, mm-hmm. so to overcome this. We have to develop a very, very important skill, which mm-hmm. is uh, the listening skill. Because the moment we say about voice, you know, it's correlates to listening, right? right? If there's a voice, you must listen. If you don't have the listening skill, then you can't hear what is said. So, what kind of listening we should have? Okay, we should have uh, the 
active listening hmm. compared to the passive listening. Passive hmm. listening basically uh, masuk telinga kanan, telinga <laughs> kiri. Okay, so we should not have that. We should have that active listening skill, which hmm. is uh, in Swami's way of saying is shravanam, mananam, nirityasanam. That means first uh, is first step is shravanam. So listen with the open mind. What is your buddhi and chitta is trying to tell you? Before just shooting them down, at least give them benefit of doubt, lah, right? <laughs> listen to what they are trying to say to you. <laughs> so first thing is listen with an open mind. Just hear fully. Sometimes you don't even let that particular statement to finish. You know, immediately, no, 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 I cannot do. So don't jump. Listen full statement. So that is shravanam. Okay. Next is uh, mananam. Okay. Try to ruminate. what that particular chitta and buddhi or your higher conscious is trying to tell you try to you know rewind that again and again see what is exactly it's trying to tell okay take this career so that you can find your soul satisfaction probably okay um or maybe it's saying that you know you don't need that much of money you just need certain money for your financial responsibility mm-hmm. i think you can take this job you know just listen carefully try to ruminate and see what is there being presented to you from the chitta and buddhi mm-hmm. and finally is uh, nidityasanam mm-hmm. meditate upon it okay mm-hmm. uh, try to you know absorb everything and see yourself visualize yourself if i follow this what is there lying in front of you is it going to take you to that ultimate path of that liberation where the non binding activities can mm-hmm. i do that Okay. Mm-hmm. Am I? Will I be able to follow Swami's teaching in mm-hmm. a long term, a long term sense in that sense? So mm-hmm. this kind of when you meditate, and of course, Swami is always there. He is definitely going to guide because Swami said, mm-hmm. right? Just you need to take one step. I will take the hundred step for you, lah. Just take that one step. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So when that happens, I'm sure with Shraddha and Sabri as well, because when you do all these things, sometimes you might get. you might not get the answer immediately mm-hmm. but with that faith and perseverance and knowing that swami is guiding you you will definitely you know reach to the path where you need to you will definitely be given what you deserve the most and it will be the best prasadam from swami beautiful active listening I mean most of us struggle with listening even in our daily interactions we listen to respond rather than to understand right so the same applies to listening to our inner voice thank you so much akka for reminding us to take that one step towards the swami within for me that was the key are we willing to take that one step to listen to the buddhi and ignore that binding voice that pulls us deeper into entanglement are we ready to be free that's the choice we have to make dear listeners it's now time for some prasadam pills one the inner voice is the chitta and buddhi parts of our mind it is a warehouse that stores our past present and future and knows exactly what we need to be liberated two The manas and ahankara parts of our mind can only give us short-term happiness based on our present likes and dislikes. If we are to let them make the decisions, we will continue to stray from our ultimate dharma. 3. The voice of the manas is wavering and doubting. The voice of the buddhi is still and constant. Following the buddhi brings peace. 
whilst following the manas brings uneasiness. 4. To quieten the manas and strengthen the chitta, we can identify which of our senses is most active and expose that sense organ to a more calming stimulus. 5. Let's be real, most of us do enjoy the pleasures of the world and that's why we allow the manas to override the buddhi. So the secret to hearing the inner voice is wanting and being willing to hear it, even if it means moving away from the material world. Next on Inside Scoop, we're talking about acceptance, inclusiveness and love in the context of the LGBT community. Until next Friday, happy scooping!